0: The world is filled with unique and stunning sights that will make your next vacation one that will change your life. This show gives seldom explored places, many found in popular destinations, which most people have never heard of. You will be very glad you listened. Enjoy the show. travel advice show. Thank you for listening all around the world. And uh, my name's Chris Newton, one of the co-hosts. And I'd like to introduce my other co-host, Jerry Four. How you doing, Jerry? Very well. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, I'm excited about the show today. Um, and, and everybody, you can comment on traveladviceshow.com and ask any questions or comments about travel advice. And, and you can listen to all our shows there uh, and on iTunes. And we have shows from all around the world giving you real good travel advice um but today we're going to talk about unique places in the world places that are kind of off the beaten path but are world wonders um that are wonders that make you feel like you're not on earth you know (laughs) it's like right I know it's like you know that they make you feel that you know um you know that they're very unique um so yeah yeah so we're going to talk about a couple destinations around the world and uh yeah, yeah. Do, do, do you want to uh, talk a little bit about unique destinations, Jerry? You know, just I'd and, love um, to because
1: yeah, yeah um, that's the main reason that I travel, and I think I've said that, that on other shows uh-huh. that I don't ever go anywhere to say I went. I go for a specific reason to see something that is unique, different, or experience something unique and different. Right. And so I'm really excited about this show because. This is the type of travel I enjoy doing, along with adventure. And um, I thought we would start uh, probably talking about some place I'm going to go in October. I've been to all but two of the places that we're going to be talking about, and and I do not speak Chinese, and I've only been there more than 30 times, but it's uh, the uh, Danxia, or Danxia, I've heard it pronounced several ways, mountains. And they're just outside of a town called Zhangji, Z-H-A-N-G-Y-E, Danxia is D-A-N-X-I-A. And um, they're unbelievable. Really? I have seen pictures of it. I've spoken to two people who have been there. And um, I've never been able to fit it in because it's a little bit out of the way. Uh, Where is to get there? you have to train or fly um, to um, a town out in the middle of nowhere, um, Langchu, actually it's a big city, L-A-N-C-H-O-U, China, it's probably about a two-hour flight west of uh, Beijing or Shanghai, something oh, like that. Okay. Or you can take the train out there.
0: Oh, you can and take then, the train,
1: right? Oh. Yeah. Or you can, and then you can, from... Um, long up to Zhangji uh, uh, you can take a train or fly we have one flight a week and I'm a day I'm sorry and I'm going to fly up there and take the train back so I can make a connection on the Beijing but um, it's not too far away from the border of Mongolia sort of north central China and these mountains are unbelievable if you pull up um, like pictures of the Dy Mountains um, you will be
0: impressed. Yeah, and and, I, and and we'll have the spelling on the description, right, uh, on the description of the oh, yeah. show there, too. So oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. We'll definitely yes. have so, to have the
1: spelling. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, 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 and people can... Again, uh, I apologize for not, probably, I know I'm not saying it correctly.
0: No, yeah, yeah. Well, well I, I I Googled it the other day. I've never been there, and I, it was just amazing. It was like multicolors uh in the... I've never seen rocks like that before, you know. And and uh, we live in Utah here and we live in southern we we go to southern Utah and there's rock formations, but I mean it's like unbelievable. I mean, it looks pretty I mean, I would recommend googling it and checking it out. And do do, do you have to have a do you think you have to have a guide uh to take you out there, Jerry, or can you uh, No, you,
1: know? you don't.
0: Really? You
1: don't? I'm having a driver oh. and a guide. Oh, okay. Because I want to see uh the whole length of it. And uh, don't have to be bothered uh, taking a bus out there. It's about an hour drive uh, oh, okay. out of the city. And um, they take you basically to the lookout point and the roundabout. And uh, you can take a little tour out of the city, out of Yangji, uh, however you say it. Okay. And um, that's the way most people do it. Oh, okay. But I want to be able to go out. And go to little side areas and things like that. So I'm having a, a driver and a guy take me. That's great. And um, it it's quite large. It's very large actually. And it was formed by um, uh, different layers of colored sandstone and other minerals oh, okay. that have buckled, buckled over millions of years. And uh, it has, when you see it, the rainbow of colors. There's there's no place on the world in the world like it except. There is something sort of like it, which I have seen, Uh, it's in British Columbia, Canada, and uh, it's called In the Rainbow Range. And they're colorful. It's not quite the same as in China, but because number one, they're made out of volcanic rock and minerals. So the colors, is not the same, but it's the only place in America uh, that has this kind of variety of wild colors that I know of in the Americas, and uh, but I can't wait to get to China. And I think uh, it's very important. If on your trip to China, and you have a few extra days, and you want to do something totally different that your friends have never heard of, and you're doing normally uh, Shanghai, Kuilin, Xi'an, and Shanghai, yeah, and yeah. maybe the um, Yangtze River, um, just take another couple of days and bump over and see the mountains. Um, I can't wait to get over there and see them. Another place that I think is phenomenal, and I saw them in um, this June. I saw it in June. Um, It's called the um, Paracas Candelabra, and um, very few people have heard of it. Um, There's a town called Pisco, P-I-S-C-O, like the drink, Peru. It's a couple of hour drive south of Lima. It's right on the uh, Pacific Ocean. And most people uh, see these uh, geoglyphs uh, as they're heading out to the um, Isla Ballesta or the Ballesta Islands, and uh, which are wonderful. Uh, you go out, and it's like a miniature um, Galapagos. Oh, no, uh, you no. have to stay on the boat, but they get out close, and you see a lot of stuff. And it's well worth it. It's a day trip, leave in the morning, come back later afternoon. And most of the trips out to the islands uh, will go by the uh, candelabra and what it is I mean it's totally amazing it's about 450 feet or 150 meters high
0: okay
1: and uh, it's about um I I don't know maybe um 150 feet wide maybe 50 meters wide and um it looks just like a a candelabra it uh there are three pronged almost like a trident and it's uh, right on the side of a mountain a barren, like, not sand dune, but sort of a sand-colored mountain overlooking the Pacific Ocean. And the only way you can see it is by air by, or by boat. Wow. And um, if uh, if you are going down to the Nazca Plains, uh, some people go this route, and it's an easy route to go. And, um, and they, they stop, spend one day doing the island and looking at the candelabra, and then head on down to... Um, the Nazca Plain. In fact, while you're in Pisco, um, you can, if you don't want to see the museum um, at Nazca, uh, you can uh, take a tour right there. Oh, they right. have total tours by air, and they fly you down over the um, Nazca Plain. You see about ten of the uh, uh, figures, and then you fly back. It's all nonstop, but you everybody gets to see. By, you know, they go over it and then turn around each one of them, and they have a little map and show you. I did that in June to try it from that direction, Pisco, and I've done the one from Nazca several times. You go there, see the museum, and um, fly over the planes, and they're about the same. Uh, you see the same thing, basically. Okay. You just don't get the museum. So you can do two things uh, pretty quickly go down, um, maybe in the morning and do the afternoon, fly Northern Alaska Plains. It's about, as I recall, about a two-hour plane ride around, maybe a little more, and then spend the night, go out to the islands the next day, Mm -hmm. and you can come back that night to Lima if you want, or stay the night and come back. Oh, really? Yeah, so you can combine two things in one that are really famous, but not many people have seen or know about the uh, candelabra, particularly Mm -hmm. Americans um, from the U.S., and um, do you want to tell about a trip that we took a year ago, October?
0: Oh, yeah. Down yeah. in
1: southern Utah and northern Arizona?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a great trip. We we went down to uh, southern Utah near Kanab, Utah, and we went to this area called White Pockets, and it, it, it's a real remote place, and it was... And and both of us have been down the southern Utah many times, and we've never really heard of it before, right? I mean, we, you know. Well, I've heard never heard
1: it. of anybody that's ever heard of it.
0: Right, right. I mean,
1: well, all the Utah people that I talked about it came back raving. They said, "Where in the world is that?" Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: i never heard of it.
0: Yeah. So so we um, we researched it down there. Talked to the tourism office down there, and 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 they said yeah you can go but you have to have a guide really you have to uh hire there's a couple guides and outfitters right in canab there that you can hire and it's a day trip and uh and what it is, they they picked us up in in the jeep, and then it's a all wheel drive, or it's a two, it's a small little dirt road to get out there. But how long? It took like an hour, two hours to get out there, didn't it? I
1: think. Yeah, um, I yeah. think at least two hours.
0: Two hours. Because yeah. we
1: had to drive uh, into Arizona to Fredonia. Right. And right. we went down to Jake's Jacobs Lake and had yep. um, a little bit of lunch and got some more gas to make sure we made it.
0: That's right. And
1: That's then right. we drove another at least forty five minutes.
0: Maybe an uh, hour. Down
1: toward Lee's Ferry. Yeah. And uh, maybe halfway between Jacobs Lake and Lee's Ferry, we went off on a dirt road and we even had to open up a, a couple of gates. That's fences, right. That's right. It's uh, really hard to find it.
0: on your own. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And um, you. Um, but we did meet a couple of people that did it on their own. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't recommend it yeah. because. Unless you know what you're seeing and the history, the reason it's there, you're going to miss 90% of it.
0: Yeah, right, right. Because
1: our guide was phenomenal. He knew exactly where to go to see the intricate um, the formations. And if you didn't know this, you would never find it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was amazing. I mean, the rock formation, I've never seen rock formations like that before. And, 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 and it was great. We spent a couple hours just walking around and, and they have pools of water in the rock formations, but it's so remote. I mean, it feels like you're millions of miles away from anything. Well, you are. Yeah, yeah. Down yeah, through <laughs> you these rough dirt roads. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and there's
1: nothing around it either. It's right. almost like going. Yeah. Well, to the moon in a way because yeah. it's so bizarre.
0: Yeah. Yep. So
1: and um, it's white, yeah. as the name says. And do you remember what it's made out of? i
0: don't i i don't remember
1: you know isn't that rocking? weird yeah he told us a thousand times but it's yeah. quite it's almost like calcium
0: yeah yeah and it's, it's a, a big
1: uh hills uh probably what 500 feet high do you think
0: yeah i, I would think so. yeah yeah there's a bunch of uh little mounds and hills that you know yeah that, that you know that go through there yeah it's uh it's it's and then the rock yeah the, the formations were just amazing i mean it, great for pictures and photos and everything but it, it's off the beaten path instead of the national parks and and all these other things that you can see down there it, it's just it's a it's a good rugged I, I, I recommend a day trip you know to go out there like just for the day if you have an extra day you
1: know. yeah it's uh not too hard to get there from zions national park
0: right Right.
1: And um just go south instead of going north up to Bryce.
0: Yeah.
1: And um but as I and then it's a bumpy road coming back and then you hit the highway. Uh the highway you end up is the one from Kanab to Lake Powell, Page and down to Phoenix. Oh right. So you end up on a paved highway. I know that um yeah. Yeah. yeah, but be sure to have the guide. He stopped by we got subway sandwiches for lunch. Yeah. And great. um what was night one of the best
0: um, formations, rock mm-hmm. formations
1: I have seen in this area. Don't you think?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. One of the. One I mean, the, I was
1: more uh, impressed, and I hate to say this, but I'm recorded, but I enjoyed that more than I did Brian Z- Zion's or Grand Canyon.
0: All right. Right. Yeah. Because
1: it's so yeah. different and beautiful.
0: Yeah. And nobody was out there hardly. We saw two people, I think. You know. We had yeah. The place and to there's ourselves. no.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, see, we as we we're leaving, there's this uh, SUV coming in with these people from, I think, Canada.
0: Oh yeah, right. right.
1: Who uh, we had to tell them how to get out the other way, and they he said, "How did you make it in that car?" <laughs> yeah. And they That's said, "Well, it was super rough, but yeah. it's well worth it." Yep. Well yep. worth it, and those little carvings, the formations, unbelievably yeah. thin and fragile.
0: Oh yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, anyone going down to Zion and Grand Canyon may want to consider this. Yeah. Because you go sort of near it. If you're driving from the south rim
0: mm-hmm.
1: of the Grand Canyon and you go through um, Lee's Ferry up to Kanab, to get to Zion, um, you're going to go basically right by it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: so I highly recommend that, don't you?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's, it, I mean, I, I've... I've been to many places down in southern Utah and northern Arizona, and, yeah, it was one of the most unique places, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one of those places that kind of, it, it changed your thinking and, and just, um, yeah, I mean, it really opens up your mind pretty good, yeah. it's a uh, You know, yeah. it, 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 getting back to the Peru uh, place, Jerry, where, where you flew over and saw the… Right. The things, what where did they say that, the, that those were from? Uh, were they like the Incas um, or the well?
1: Um, they call them pre Inca,
0: pre Inca, oh, okay, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, and some say they are Inca, some don't, they have no idea really where they came from, okay. Oh, okay,
0: uh, yeah.
1: they really don't have a clue, but most of them think it's related to the Incas out of Machu Picchu. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, related to the Nazca Plains, uh, it looks sort of like the Nazca Plains, but those in the Nazca Plains are usually animals and insects and birds. But this one is a candelabra. It looks exactly like a candelabra, but holding three candles that you would put on your dining room table or somewhere. I mean, it's unbelievable. And where they got the idea for it, they don't know. And, um, I mean, it might as well be silver, silver. on your dining room table it's just massive and uh, they have no idea why it's there There are a lot of theories some say it's pointing off to Nazca some say it's pointing to water oh, I mean okay. it's like going um, all over all the ruins in the world I find out I mean one thing that I years ago my first visit to Machu Picchu mm-hmm. um I went with my mother and dad and mother and my sister and um we stayed the night at the hotel on top. And in those days, you could wander around in the evening. Uh, they didn't have a... Oh, okay. A, they had
0: Restrictions.
1: No, yeah. They had a little booth where you paid some money. And you could go in there. And if you stayed at the hotel, you can go in and out anytime you wanted. You just showed your room key. And uh, you can go in there at 8 o'clock at night and the sun was setting. And there'd be nobody there except the... Um, the hotel staff, the waiters, etc., out there in the middle of the ruins, uh, playing um, footy, football. Oh,
0: right.
1: right. Yeah, it's so funny to watch them, and the Yama's looking back and forth watching, <laughs> and um, they. But one thing I found interesting, and I find this everywhere in the world, everywhere in the world, and I've been to most of these ruins, oh, five, eight, ten times, that uh, each guide will tell you something different.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I was so stunned because we had a very good guide um, from an extremely qualified company. And so after we did our little thing and he went and stayed the night down the bottom of the mountain in the town, uh, I wandered around and was listening to other guys, and they were telling different things about (laughs) Pacha Pichu. You know, different things. Uh, Major things were the same, but a lot of different things that my guide said wasn't true. Oh. And so, um, anyway, I hear that all over the world. And so, um, depends on your guide, hopefully you'll get one like our boat did when we went out this time to see it. He was very honest about it, um, the guide on that boat going to the island. Uh, just said, we don't know why they're there. Oh, he okay. gave us four or five or three or four uh, theories.
0: Theory, theories, yeah, a lot of people have yeah. different theories and stuff.
1: Yeah. And um, because of the uh, steepness of it, And the uh, dimensions of it and the size of it, it's amazing that they could do it. Yeah. um, And make it so proportional and so perfect that um, it's almost like somebody was out in the water. You have to be quite a ways out, maybe a mile out, uh, in order to really see it. Too close, you really can't. And um, somebody's out there with like a walkie talkie or something saying, okay, move that line over here a bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah uh, of course. I, I'm sure they didn't do it that way, but it, it's very phenomenal. I want to talk about since we're talking about South America. Yeah, uh, many many people um, in their South America trip, of course, go to Machu Picchu, and many continue down to Puno. Now you can fly down to Puno, P U N O, in Peru, or you can take the uh, train down. I like going by train because it. It's absolutely amazing. Um, it's beautiful scenery. It's quite interesting. It's an all basically an all-day trip to get down there by train. Um, and while you're in Puno, everybody then goes across Lake Titicaca uh, and go into Bolivia, into La Paz. <clears throat> they take that hydrofoil or boat across the lake. And one thing rarely do people go, and mainly because it's not known, is going out to the... Um, Puma Pumapunka uh, ruins, mm. P-U-M-A-P-U-N-K-A, Puma Punka, And it um, is about an hour flight southwest of La Paz, and it's out by Lake Titicaca. It's not hard to get there. You fly down there, and you can actually rent a car down there if you want. I wouldn't because you're going to miss so much. I would have a tour arranged ahead of time so you can be sure you get it for the day you want to. But this is um, a salt flat. Okay. okay. Oh, I'm, I'm lying to you. This is a... I, I'm um, lying to you. I'm getting two things mixed up in Bolivia. Uh, in Puna Pumka, Puma Pumka, uh this is a ruin. And um, it was built um, about... Nobody knows exactly, but maybe 400 years ago. Okay. Uh, maybe 500 years ago, they have guessment ranges. And... Um, I think because of the phenomenal, um, absolutely phenomenal architectural design and the um, the skill, it was to build these niches and inventions. Um, I've never seen, Well, I have. The only other ruin in the world that was sort of like this but not is El Tajin. E l t a j i n. In um just east of Mexico City, you have to fly or take a long drive out there, but it has these weird um openings and uh' it's not ornate. It didn't have the pictures of the gods or anything, but the architectural style and the stone construction and the way that is um the perfection and accuracy of the way they did this, I think is in many, many ways far more interesting than Machu Picchu,
0: really wow,
1: yeah. Wow. Uh, Machu Picchu is beautiful, the setting and location, and the way they designed it and the way they laid the stones, it's really, everyone must visit. But now if you want to see architectural, um, something very different from all of South America, all of the Incan architecture, uh, then you want to see Puma Punca.
0: This is um,
1: place, yeah. It's sort of in ruins. Okay. Uh, it's a pity. Um, it just, you know, eroded because not many people knew it was there. I guess they didn't care until they realized, my word, the, the design of it is phenomenal. And uh, it's well worth going um, on your way from Puno across the lake. You can go over there if you have a driving guide. It's a a ways of a drive. And then uh, you drive on into La Paz. And uh, then the other thing that most people have never heard of that is mandatory, I think it's probably in the top two best things in all of Bolivia, is the um, Salar I do never say it right. It's U-Y-U-N-I. And it's the world's largest salt flat.
0: Oh, boy. And, and we'll have the uh, the spelling on the description there, too. Yeah, they can uh, see that. Yeah. 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 And it, it's, it a, it's a salt flat, a big salt flat. The oh.
1: world's largest salt flat. Wow. And if any of you have ever heard of or been to Utah's Bonneville Salt, fly, salt Flat, oh, right. uh, this is 25 times bigger. Jeez, jeez. And it is unbelievable, unbelievable. And uh, some of it uh, has some hills in it, and some have little uh, weird little outcrops. And the weirdest thing is you can stay in a salt hotel. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) uh, There are several of them down there. Some are better than others. And uh, none of them are even close to three-star. In fact, I call them one. But um, you have to stay there for the experience. And uh, it's fabulous. So if you're going across Lake Titicaca and doing the normal uh, area there and going to La Paz and flying home or on the Rio or somewhere, uh, Iguazu Falls, um, consider taking an hour flight down to the South Flats, spending a night there, then flying Mm -hmm. back to La Paz, and maybe uh, seeing uh, Puma Uh, on your way from Lake Titicaca. Uh, It will really, both of those will really enhance your trip there. That's great. And then let's go to the Middle East. Okay. Um, Okay. Now, this is one place I have not been to. Um, Okay. It's Socotra Island, S-O-C-O-T-R-A, Socotra Island. And um, it's about 220 miles or something east of Yemen. It's part of Yemen, and it is unbelievable. I've not been there. I know a lot of people that have been. They are not American, most are European. I don't think many Americans have heard of it or have been there, but Europeans go there. And when I was in Cairo and lived in Cairo, uh, it was um, not popular but people had been there. And I'd wanted to go forever, and then of course they had wars and stuff, you can go at different times. But anyway, I am going next year, and, this island is famous for two things. Um, well, several things. Uh, one thing is the blood trees, uh, the reddish, and the other is a tree that looks like an umbrella.
0: Oh yeah, I, I've seen pictures on. If you Google it, yeah, it's amazing. It looks like from another yeah. world. I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, they do have them in parts of Saudi Arabia. But And maybe um, Oman. I haven't seen them in Oman, though. But they um, are phenomenal. And everyone says, you must go. They have absolutely... Um, some call it the bottle tree. It has different names, but you'll know it. The second you see it, you'll say, I have seen pictures of that because um, it's been uh, National Geographic magazine and lots of other, place, other places. And uh, they have a lot of unique uh, animals, it's sort of like a miniature Galapagos, not the same kind of animals and lizards and things run around it, and it's fabulous for diving and um, sandboarding and I mean hiking. It's just really a neat place. It's an old island. I mean, the Egyptians, Greeks, Romans, and everybody has been there oh, wow. for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. So um, it's really a nice place to go to relax yeah. and do adventure stuff Kayak. I mean, there's so many things to do there. Wow. You can actually spend a week there.
0: Wow, really? Wow.
1: Yeah. And if you're outdoors, then you don't, you won't be bored. Mm-hmm. And one place that I've been to several times, and many people, many of our listeners, listeners have probably been there. Um, when you fly to uh, Thailand, mm-hmm. and you go down to Phuket, um, they offer uh, day trips uh, down to the uh, Koh Phi Islands. It's P-H-I-P-H-I, but pronounced P-P. p um, Yeah. I know. It sounds like American six, six-year-old humor, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. And as a result, um, it's well worth the trip going to see. Is it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the islands uh, are beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And you can go hiking. Uh, the bad thing about, not, not bad, it's good. There are no cars there. There are no roads. So as we so you do a tremendous amount of walking and riding boats around, and they do have a place of unicity. I mean, um, it's amazing um, how many people go there in high season, and I don't uh, recommend it at least. But they do have four-star hotels there, oh, and uh, guest houses, long hotels, uh, some adventure-type hotels um, out in the middle of the boonies.
0: Like the hostels, beaches probably. are phenomenal. Yeah, yeah.
1: and uh, the the um, uh, the islands really became famous from the movie the beach
0: the beach okay
1: right um i actually when i was down and heard about the beach i went and rented it and uh the only thing good was the pictures of the island i thought but it was filmed mainly on maya bay maya bay is um i mean one of the beautiful places and then uh pomacolay um uh, so many of our European listeners, particularly, probably have been there. Um, it's in southwestern Turkey. Um, it's sort of like between Istanbul and Ankara, but south.
0: Okay, uh, south between there. there. Okay.
1: And um, these are um, uh, calcium caused um, hot springs.
0: Oh, nice, nice! I love and, hot springs. They're
1: great. Yeah, uh, it's bizarre. I mean, they're white, oh, wow. because and water sort of cascades, sort of comes, falls down like in the waterfall type thing. And various places um, have pools you can sit in, and they're white. And um, a lot of people go there not only to sit in there, but to observe them. There's, I have never been to a hot spring that looks like this. Mm, it's big, oh,
0: really?
1: covers nice. lots of territory and it's well worth it so uh if you're going to go um to the southern part of turkey the southwestern part of turkey and um you uh and are you going to go to cappadocia uh just go west of cappadocia and go see them they're absolutely fantastic
0: and would you go there like for a day trip or can you stay around there too
1: well yeah they're great hotels a variety of price ranges Right and uh, most people stay two nights. Two nights, okay. You get there one day, yeah. uh, do the hot, the hot springs, walk around the towns, and then uh, stay another night, and then they leave. Gotcha. And for most people, that's more than adequate. Yeah,
0: yeah great. Yeah,
1: okay. and then one place that um, is very unique, most people, well, many people have never heard of them, or if they have, they're not sure where they are, is the Faroe Islands.
0: Oh right, right, way up north by Scotland, up there, way up.
1: Uh yeah, it's um, it's between uh, Scotland and uh, what do you call, it? Norway and Scotland and
0: Iceland. And Iceland, okay, it's up, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: approximately not really, but sort of halfway between Iceland, and Scotland or Iceland and Norway. And they consist of uh, several islands, but the one, I mean, you're going to fly, um, to the town of Torshavn. And you've got to go there, because it's the world's smallest capital. Oh, really? No way? Oh, my God. yeah. Yeah, oh. like D.C. is ours, Yeah. Ottawa's, Canada's, et cetera. Yeah. Here's um, Dreshaven, and it's a, it's a big town, but it's the world's smallest capital. Wow. And um, you can spend a week easily in the Faroe Islands. Easy. Each island is a little different, but the scenery and the dramatic coastline, and talking to the people, many of them are fishermen, and going into their little pubs, type uh, places to eat and enjoy talking to the people. Laid back, it's unbelievable. The only bad thing about going to the Faroes is um, you have to change planes somewhere.
0: Oh. Okay. Um,
1: you have to. You can get there by ferry boat from Iceland or from Norway or Scotland uh, most of the year and most of the time. Um, it takes a while, a day or two, uh, but. Most people change planes in Iceland, if you're coming from America and Canada, and, uh, and change and fly on down. And uh, or if you're in Europe, you will uh, pro- you can fly nonstop from several places in Europe, like London and Oslo and Bergen. <clears throat> mm. But the, my favorite spot is going out to Vagar um, Island, V-A-G-A-R. I don't say that quite right because I do not speak their language. But uh Vagar Island, uh, you can get there by um, their little planes. Okay. On the, the, I think it's called Air Atlantic, their national airline that flies around to the islands, in a very small plane. But you must take it. It, it you take it somewhere, and you might have three or four stops getting that place. And the flying over these islands is unbelievable. And um, you go out to Vagar Island, but on the west side of Vagar Island. And, oh, you can drive there from uh, Tershavan uh, by going in a tunnel that goes under the ocean.
0: Oh, wow. Really?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. from one island to the other. And um, then on the west side is, uh, a Gass- I never say it, Gassadular. Gassadular. G, G- A S A D U L A R, G-A-S-A-D-U-L-A-R, G-A-S-A-D-U-L-A-R. Oh. Now, this is a little town, and it's well worth visiting. visiting, the village type. And uh, I recommend staying two nights there. I really oh. do. Uh, to see the town, but you want to go out to see one of the most beautiful waterfalls. Oh, and it plunges right into the ocean. Oh man! And um, it's phenomenal. Um, it's, the whole area literally is like going back at least 50 years, uh, very low keyed. Uh, you're really surprised when they have cell phones but it is um, very uh, a great place to go. That's great. So there's so many places to go that are unique. And if you go anywhere, try to find something fabulous to do and make it one of your major purposes for going. And don't go because your friends have never done or heard of it. Right. Uh, just go to broaden your understanding yeah. of the yeah. country. Uh, yeah, yep. and, yeah. Yeah. And
0: and, and yeah, and feel free to email us if you have any more uh, questions about these places, you know. Because uh, as Jerry said, he's been the most of these. I I haven't, but I, I've I've researched it and I've known, <laughs> you know. I looked at it on the internet, so it's really cool. You can check a lot of a lot of great stuff on there and uh, been the white pockets down in Southern Utah. But I know. But, uh,
1: I mean, there yeah. I almost every country in the world has yeah. something that is really unique and special.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like we talked about when I went to the world's longest Tibetan swinging bridge, right. It's not in Tibet or anywhere over there in Nepal, yeah, it's in Italy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so That's... then I fly to Italy just to go across that bridge,
0: yeah,
1: because no one's ever heard of it. well Europeans have, but um I mean, I think some of the highlights of uh, Italy, yeah, you know, stick that yeah. you've been before.
0: That's great. Well, well, thanks, Jerry. Well, well that's awesome. And um, yeah, we learned a lot about all these unique places, all, all in different continents too. We talked in Asia, South America, Middle East. Uh, you know, um, all the way. Oh, up we didn't
1: there. say anything in Africa.
0: Oh, maybe next time. Next time. We yeah. Talk about. Because uh, I can. Yeah. I've been to
1: quite a few places in Africa. Yeah, maybe we could do it. Unbelievable. An Africa
0: unique show or something.
1: Yeah. yeah. I know. yeah.
0: <laughs> Okay. Okay. What? 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 Sounds good. Well, thanks, Jerry. Sounds good.
1: Yeah. My pleasure.
0: Until next time. Okay.